Viva Los Angelitos and welcome to Halos of the Infield. This is Fernando coming at you by myself today. Wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about what's going on in the baseball world. So we have the CBA to talk about and what little progress has been made with that. Let's, you know, call Major League Baseball and really the Players Association at the same time for what's going on. And B, the minor league situation that once again, the owners are proving that they don't care about these guys. They can make every argument, oh, no, these are our players. We value them. Okay, so show us how much you value them and make their lives better and easier. We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. All right, so first, the CBA. In case you're living under a rock, what's happening with the CBA? Well, there's obviously a lockout. The, coll- the collective bargaining agreement expired uh, the 1st of December. And since then... Both sides, the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball, the owners, have only met, what, less than 10 times? And each time's been a short meeting. We're talking almost no progress being made, at least out of our end. We only know what they report. So, you know, are we getting maybe not the full story? Perhaps. And that's something that unfortunately we can never know because we haven't been there at the negotiating table. But it seems like every one of these meetings is short. And because of that, I'm feeling not much progress is being made. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a lot more progress being made than we thought. And maybe Halle Berry's a fan of this podcast. I I don't know why I use that as an example, but who knows? I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I'm sure that's not happening. I'm sure Halle Berry doesn't like this podcast, and I'm sure that nothing has really been made in terms of progress. I'm sure that the Major League owners and the Major League players are having short dialogue. One side gets insulted, like, well, we'll talk about this later. We know what you guys are proposing. Okay, so this article is written by Daniel... uh, Shavekin, and this is a Sports Illustrated article. MLBPA officials came away underwhelmed by MLB's latest collective bargaining agreement proposal during Saturday's meeting, the Athletics' Evan Drillich reports. According to Drillich, MLB slightly increased their competitive balance tax offer this time around over the next five years, including $2 million increase in the CBT in each of years three to five. Additionally, MLB gave two offers to raise the league's minimum salary, the first coming for a 630000 flat salary, so that would now be the league minimum. The league minimum right now is about uh, 550000 I think it's a little over, maybe five fifty-three. Uh, The second proposal tied the minimum salary to service time, similar to the last CBA. That offer includes $615,000 for years 0 to 1. $615,000 for years 0 to 1, my apologies. $650,000 for years 1 and 2. And $725,000 for years 2 and 3. The latter of which increases and increased by $25,000. MLB increased its pre-arbitration bonus pool from $10 million to $15 million. Keep in mind, the players wanted 
way more than that. Like, we're not even in the same hemisphere of the earth compared to what the players wanted and what MLB uh, proposed, which was, once again, $10 million the first time, $15 million this time. MLB reportedly dropped the draft pick penalties for the first tier of ex- uh, exceeding the CBT. Uh, which next year would be between $214 million and $234 million. However, it kept the penalties for exceeding the $234 million mark. The proposal reportedly includes incentives to not manipulate service time, with teams gaining two draft picks if they have a player finish top three in MVP, Cy Young, or Rookie of the Year voting within their first three seasons. Other additions to the proposal include a limit of five single-season minor league options per player and an uh, alternation to the pre-draft physical process that would require teams to pay players 75% of their slot bonus money if they take a player who submits a pre-draft physical. Yikes. All right. Uh, And then, of course, uh, some other big news. They agreed on the universal designated hitter. So there's that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. So reportedly increasing incentives to not manipulate service time. Service time manipulation is something that I personally uh, am worried a lot about. I don't like players' uh, service time being manipulated. And what that means is basically if a player joins Major League Baseball past a certain amount of time, uh, it manipulates their service time. So let's just say hypothetically the date here is – June 17th. So, let's just say we call up Joe Adele on June 18th. Well, then I don't have to pay him for a full year, and it doesn't use a full year of his service time. Uh, As of right now, teams get seven years of control of a player. So, uh, they have, I believe it's four or five uh, where they can just renew the contract. You know, you can pay someone league minimum. And then three years of arbitration. So I so that would make it four then contract renewals and then uh, three arbitration years. So that's kind of how all of that works. So uh, you know the players are making league minimum, whatever that is. You know that's most likely going to go up here with the CBA. How much is going to go up? Well, that's the what they're arguing about right now. So yeah, it would stop teams from being able to manipulate that. But the players want to be uh, rewarded for these top finishes in, you know, all-star voting, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Years. If a rookie can accomplish one of those awards, uh, they want to, A, be compensated handsomely, which is fair, right? I mean, you know, if you can do that, then you're one of the top dogs in the sport. And they want their service time numbers to go down uh, so they can uh, reach free agency quicker. I think the the owners and the players agree that the players should be hitting free agent sooner. I mean, that would benefit the players because they get paid quicker, you know, these big contracts. And B, it might stop some of these Albert Pujols contracts from happening where, you know, these players are 30, 31, 32, you know, hitting free agency, and then they sign these 10-year deals. So you're getting these guys also in their late 30s, early 40s. So maybe you won't have the same amount of regression because now you'll be uh, getting to guys in free agency at the age of 27, 28. These guys will have their primes ahead of them. So, I mean, that would be good for both sides. And I think that both sides kind of agree, okay, yeah, we'd be okay with that. But now, it's trying to get to the X's and O's of the money. 
and this is a business. Nobody here is arguing the fact that uh, the players need to get paid, right? I mean, you know, the owners, especially our owner, Artie Moreno, has been on record in the past saying that, well, the owners are the ones taking all the risk. Yeah, okay, cool. I understand how businesses work, as does everybody. Yeah, you're taking the risk as an owner, sure. But, you know, the risk of owning a sports franchise is not the same as the risk of opening up a pizza place, you know, in Little Italy in, you know, San Diego or, you know, a Chinese restaurant in in Chinatown or an Asian cuisine restaurant in, you know, a a part of town that's predominantly, uh, you know, Asian dominated. So what I'm saying is, you know, if you're doing something like that, there's great risk, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of Italian places in Little Italy. Uh, I would venture to guess that there's a lot of Chinese restaurants in, you know, uh, you know China, in uh, Chinatown. Or, you know, Little Tokyo probably has a lot of Japanese cuisine. You know, so what I'm saying is there might be some risk in those kind of businesses. But Artie Moreno doesn't go to sleep worried that he's not going to make money every single year. Guys, he bought the team for like $325 million, somewhere in that ballpark. This franchise is worth over $2 billion now. $2 billion. Billy, a Billy, a Billy. We are saying billion with a B. So, sorry for not feeling very bad for Artie Moreno, who's, you know, tenfold his investment. I can't even put to words. Guys, you hit a certain point where they can't show you how much money you have, right? You can't go to a bank and be like, I'll pull out $2 billion, please. And that's just what his franchise was. That's nothing to do with, you know, his other businesses. I mean, he was a marketer. Uh, he did marketing with billboards prior to owning the Angels. So he's, I think he's worth about $4 billion. So... I mean, you know, the Angels and his other businesses and his other business ventures that got him the amount of money he has now. Artie Moreno isn't struggling for cash. Artie Moreno, you should be able to pay your players. But what do we expect from a guy who didn't pay his employees, you know, at Angel Stadium or things like that, um, seasonal workers during a pandemic? But I'm going to donate all this money, be one of the top donators to a politician yeah that's Artie Moreno who did that so yeah I, you know why am I always picking Artie Moreno well because he's our owner I don't want to pick on the other owners because I'm not as informed on the other owners so I'm not trying to spread misinformation I'm not even trying to spread hate toward Artie Moreno we on this page talk about the facts of what we know we know that Artem Moreno was a certain politician's, one of his top donators, and that's fine. You can donate to any politician you want. Literally, I do not care. But what I do care about is when you are not supporting your workforce during a pandemic. You can say whatever you want about COVID-19 and the pandemic and, well, maybe it's not that serious. Well, back then, you know, we're talking March, 
April, May, June, July, August, September. You know, we're talking about 2020 when this was still pretty new. Things were shut down. People were freaking out. But we were fighting for toilet paper. We didn't know what was going on. People were thinking this was like the next coming of the zombie apocalypse. All those people who have those doomsday bunkers were like, oh, hell yeah. It was like, um, it was like the Roger Lodge. Oh, Tony. Yeah, but like, you know, doomsday preppers were like, this is what we've been working for. This is what we've been prepping for forever. You know, people didn't know what COVID-19 was. So back then, things were shut down. People weren't working. There's a lot of companies, and not every company. There's obviously a lot of other companies who didn't pay their employees during that time. But there was other owners for some sports franchises that did. Artie Moreno was not one of them. But he sure as hell donated to the politician of his choice. Once again, donate to whoever you want. But don't expect to not get called out for it when you did not pay your workforce during the pandemic when they were probably struggling for cash, right? Because who was it during the 2020, especially? So, you know, uh, the collective bargaining agreement, everything that comes with it, man, it's, it's getting so messy. Like, guys, I understand that people, a lot of people, do their best work when their homework's about to be due tomorrow. Baseball, your homework is about to be due tomorrow. We are a couple days away. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report on the 15th, I believe. So, we are literally days away to when this was supposed to be an exciting day. Shoei Otani was about to be at Tempe Diablo Stadium. Throwing a Max Stassi. We were about to get to that point. But we didn't. We're here. Here we are. Little progress was made, right? Same song and dance. All right, that's enough of that. But before we get to our next topic, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you sick of sandpaper tongue? Do you prefer your sunflower seeds to be non-GMO, gluten-free, and without all that bullshit MSG? If so, do we have some good news for you. Introducing Chinook Cedary with some of the best sunflower seeds on the market. Be sure to check out all seven of their non-GMO, gluten-free flavors today. To help out Halos in the Infield, head on over to halosintheinfield.com and click on our sponsor link. Chinook Cedary. Viva Los Angelitos! This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, we've all been going through a lot. You're not alone. And you know what else you're not alone in? Being okay. It is okay to not always be okay. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. And it's proven to work. But... What is therapy exactly? Well, therapy is exactly what you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated today and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or even work. Or maybe you're just not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So 
You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your, yes, your therapist in under 48 hours. Guys, join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Halos of the Infield listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Halos. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Halos, H-A-L-O-S. Viva Los Angelitos! Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, guys, and we're back. And let's talk about something we talk about so much on this show, minor league baseball, and how criminally underpaid minor league players are. And... They're so criminally underpaid that during spring training, they are literally not paid. That's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. They are literally not paid. So, go ahead and make the argument to me that it's fair. Considering they're not paid. On top of, during their season, basically not getting paid. They get paid less than minimum wage, we know that. There's proof of that. Why? Because... Technically, they're seasonal employees, and they don't have to get paid minimum wage. Sounds like logic to me. Well, according to the owners, that has been logic. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But here's the quote. It is the players that obtain the greater benefit from the training opportunities that they are afforded uh, than the clubs who actually, you know, just have to deal with the cost of having to provide that training. That's a quote. Uh, Evan Drillich was the one who made the tweet. So, minor league baseball players should not get paid. Why? Because the owners are the ones taking the risk, right? I mean, you know, the clubs are the ones having to take the hit for this, right? They're, they're the ones who should be appreciative for the opportunity, right? I mean, what would we know? Um, so, uh, one minor leaguer on Twitter put, I wish I could go to the grocery store and pay with an opportunity. That was Nick Kuzia, who pitched in double-A and triple-A for the Padres in 2021. I think most places only accept U.S. dollars. I will keep you updated. Why? Because good luck going to Stater Brothers and paying for your chicken with an opportunity. Well, it's part of the grind. The grind is not getting paid. Hate to break it to you, owners, but if you weren't getting paid to own a Major League Baseball team, (laughs) guess who's not going to be owning a Major League Baseball team? All of the owners. There is not a single owner in Major League Baseball that does not profit from their investment. And how do we know that? Because they would not be owning a team if this cost them a lot of money. Every team's profitable. I'm pretty sure we've now hit the threshold where Every single team in Major League Baseball is worth over a billion dollars. Artie Moreno's investment panned out for him, right? I mean, he did not buy the Angels for much money. And now, this organization is worth over $2 billion. So... It's it's just insane to me that people are still making this 
argument. Um, I mean, I don't think this is right. Forbes magazine reports that in 2003, Arena bought the team for 184 million. Uh, I, I believe it was a little bit more than that. I remember reading that it was in the 300,000s. But anyway, that's that's not the point. The point is the team is worth over $2 billion now. Artie Moreno is making a ton of money. He is making money hand over fist. It is crazy to think about the amount of money that these owners are making. But we're not going to play our minor league players. Why, why would we do that during spring training? So, I mean, I made a couple of uh, texts here because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't pitching misinformation i was like well okay so they're not going to get paid during spring training but do they at least get their housing covered if you live in the team hotel you get paid nothing if you live out it's 450 every single week uh was the text that i was sent you just get living out money and then you get 30 cents on the dollar if you drive instead of fly and that's for gas. Taps out at $650. <laughs> Once again, if you live in the team hotel, you get paid nothing. If you live out, it's 450 every week. And that's only for living out. And then 30 cents on the dollar if you drive instead of fly. Guys, what are we talking about here? Seriously, what are we talking about? We're talking about a thousand, less than $2,000 for the month. Cool. Great. I mean, they're only getting paid about $2,000 during the normal year anyway, right? So, well, during the months that they're playing. All right. So, just in case you guys forgot here what we're dealing with and how bad it really is, I decided to pull some clips from some of the interviews we've done. Now, this first one is actually from an unreleased interview with former Major League Baseball player Mark Sweeney. Yeah, I know. You take six, maybe 10-hour, 14-hour-at-time uh, bus rides, you get to know all of your teammates, and it's <laughs> such a fun time. Um, I say that because you're make, we're making $850 a month um, we were renting apartments that were very cheap, but we had four or five guys in the same apartment. Um, I don't even, you look back and you go, how did I do that? But it never seemed like it was hard when we were in it. Um, it seems harder when you, you look back and you say, man, I, I made $850 a month and 7-Eleven bean burritos felt like it was, it was a, it was a, a filet mignon from Morton's. A flaming yon from Martins. 7-Eleven burritos? <laughs> I mean, when Mark Sweeney was in the minor leagues, he was going through it with guys like Troy Percival, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson, Jim Edmonds. Isn't it crazy that times haven't really changed? Sure, we're talking about a little bit more money today, but when you factor inflation in, I mean, I would imagine the money is fairly comparable. $800 in, you know, the 80s, 90s probably translate to about $2,000 today. I mean, good luck surviving off of $2,000 a month and feeding yourself and, you know, everything else comes with it. And we also had the interview with former Padre first rounder, 
Matt and Tonelli, where he said this. I, you know, I saw people, I saw people getting yelled at all the time for, for literally turning their, their bathroom tubs into stoves. I saw guys trying to cook, you know, they'd go out and buy the cheapest food they could buy and they'd be cooking in the hotel rooms. Um, I saw people using, they, I saw one room, they tried to use the air conditioning unit as like a freezer for to keep their chicken cold and like, oh, you see all these crazy, crazy things with these kids trying to live off of no money at all. Um, and again, if you tell someone that doesn't know anything about this, that they're a professional player, they wouldn't believe that this is what they're, you know, what players are going through. And, you know, just to finish up, I saw a lot of players that, stop playing professional baseball because they couldn't afford to play anymore, which is amazing to think as a professional that you'd have to stop playing because you can't afford to, to do it. Uh, you can't afford to play your career. Could you imagine investing your entire life? Because most of these guys do, let's be honest. As uh, we've had certain people on the show say, you are the 1%. Of the uh, you know of all the baseball players in the world, right? You are the one percent, and then when you get to Major League Baseball, you are the one percent of the one percent. And Major League Baseball players get paid handsomely compared to minor leaguers. But these are elite athletes getting paid like children, getting paid less than minimum wage. Another thing that annoys me is people are like, "Well, because Major League Baseball players are so greedy, maybe we should support." college baseball players and sure you can make the argument that we should support college baseball players great no problem with that but it's not the ncaa is any better yeah let's take some billion dollar sports you know sports teams and sports organizations like you know michigan wolverines syracuse notre dame ohio state some of these teams that make billions of dollars a year off their athletes and, you know, let's exploit them for money and, you know, give them a scholarship, throw them a bone. And, hey, you know, maybe you'll learn something, maybe you won't. But we won't teach you how to spend your money once you earn it. And my favorite argument for people with the whole NCAA thing, and this is a whole other episode in itself that I can't wait to do one day, is the whole, well, now they're allowed to sell their names. Yeah, because NCAA is helping you do that. Yeah, okay. NCAA is so much better. You know what? You guys really want to support people? Maybe we should... Link together and support minor league baseball players. We were trying to do it last year. We Apparently, we still need to. We were, like I said, one step forward, ten steps back. Are you kidding me, Major League Baseball? Pay your minor leaguers. Oh, well, you're out of pay your major leaguers. But I'm really worried about these minor league guys because why? There's probably going to be a crazy amount of attendance in some of these games because people are going to be itching for baseball. And the crazy, the crazy thing, these players are still going to be eating ramen noodles out of a bathtub. Don't worry. Whether it's minor league baseball players in need of good meals, Halos in the infield will do whatever we can to help. Well, uh, after a super depressing episode, that's going to do it out of us. Make sure to check us out on all of our socials. Big things coming for Halos in the infield. At the end of the month, we are doing a Blitz Week Next week, we will elaborate on what exactly it's going to entail. Just know that we have interviews sitting and ready, and we are going to come at you with a new website, a new logo, new merchandise, and an episode all five days of the week. 
But like I said, we will announce everything next week on next week's show of what's to come. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out our sponsors, Chinook Cedary and uh, BetterHelp. Thank you guys very much. Have a great rest of the day. And viva Los Angelitos. Thank <laughs> you.